Welcome to the Serious Social podcast, created by the straight-talking social media experts at Immediate Future. If you're still using overposed shutterstock images, we're here to tell you you need to break the social boring. This episode was recorded live on Facebook on Thursday the 7th of May 2020. Today, we're taking a closer look at content, specifically the content that rocks, and more importantly, the content you should drop. Why is it important? Well, let's start with a few um, key elements. Social media is noisy opportunity. If you don't stand out, you'll drown among a distracting noise. And right now, thanks to COVID-19, our homeworking, elevated um, social media use jumped by a staggering quarter, would you believe? Social media is louder than ever. Some of you are saying, well, okay, if it's so noisy, why should we play in it? Well, simple, because very few brands and agencies realize it doesn't take much to truly stand out on social. And when you stand out, you pause thumbs, the scrolling stops, attention is garnered. And that attention is much needed at the moment with the economy the way it is and the limiting channels that we have access to because of the ongoing COVID-19. Social media is more than ever super important to brands, but many brands are getting it wrong. Now, at Immediate Future, we believe in giving back and helping. And to prove that we're going to pay it forward, we're going to look at two specific examples to help you all realize the importance of good content why it's key to understand some insightful data and how that triggers better and more impactful content. I promise whatever the industry you work in, the examples I'm about to talk to you um, about, they will resonate, you'll understand some fundamentals and hopefully it will make you go and do uh, better content creation. I'm going to look at a B2B example and I'm gonna look at a B2C uh, example. Let's start with B2B, chosen technology. Why? Well, at the risk of upsetting a few people and potentially raising some eyebrows with some of our our clients, it's supposedly one of the more boring verticals out there, isn't it? I say supposedly. Stay with me. If you're a B2B brand, if you're a technology brand using boring traditional stock photography, you are one of the casualties of boring social. Your use of imagery is not enabling great content. Simply put, you're boring the pants off your audience. Well, that's a tad blunt, I hear you say. True, but our job is to tell you what you need to hear, not necessarily what you want to hear. And sometimes some home truths around something as important as content, which is king. If we can fix that and understand it, and we can uh, react in a better way and our content improves, that is only a good thing for your brand. If I was a a brand guardian, I would certainly want to know if my content wasn't cutting it and I would want to know what I could do about it. And hopefully that's the sentiment you take away from my bluntness today. Let's talk C-suite, chief officers, uh, chief executive officers, chief operating officers, chief technology officers. Technology has more than 16 million conversations on Twitter each year. That's just Twitter. Factory in Facebook, Insta, LinkedIn, and in future years as C-suite get younger, TikTok, start to understand the noise volume. So where does the opportunity in noisy opportunity come from? Well, many guises. Let's talk stats for a second. Pin your ears back, these are good. So a staggering 99.6% of chief technical officers visit or use social networks. That's almost 100%. 
45% follow brands they like, 33 they follow brands they intend to buy from, and here's the one that really uh, sort of made me sit up and think, that's a bit shocking, 22%, so pushing up towards a quarter of them, they're spending more than four hours a day on social media. Now, if those stats have whetted your appetite, then you should probably go and check out our latest CTO report. It can be downloaded from the Immediate Future website. There's a lovely blog up there with a link at the end. And if by magic, I think one of my colleagues is going to drop a link in here and on Twitter too. Um, the report is packed full of other statistics just showing how the behaviors of CTO and technology has changed over the years. And it will give you more insights into the opportunity that exists. I don't have the time to go into it today, but hopefully that has anchored noisy opportunity. A lot of noise, but great opportunity. And to be fair, it's those statistics that are the reasons many technology businesses create social content. But sadly, the majority are doing it wrong. There is a misconception that a single post would attract my attention and get me to part with hundreds of thousands of pounds, if not millions of pounds, on technology propositions and service. Think about uh, whole system migrations at enterprise level businesses. That is a big chunk of change being spent. You need to do more than a single, single post. Spoiler alert, it doesn't matter how well crafted your white paper copy is, it doesn't matter how insightful your reports are, a single post on social will not get your audience to visit a website, fill in a form, download your report, and then contact you for a demo. You are in cloud cookie land if you think that will happen. Now, thankfully, most boardrooms are starting to wake up to this, and we have um, more bolder, brilliant marketeers in brands helping those boardrooms understand key information like this. To all of you, well done. Please, please, please keep speaking your truth and help to evolve these opinions. Let's stick with that single image mentality for a moment though, because the problem goes beyond just the single image. Imagine that that single post has stock imagery on it. Imagery, for some reason, the majority of B2B brands adopted way back when. It's like they, they looked at it and said, yep, that's professional, it looks corporate, we'll use that. Yet, whenever challenged, why are you using it? The typical responses range from, well, that's how the brand portrays itself, or we've used this imagery for years, or it's what our customers are used to seeing, blah, blah, blah. I'm gonna call BS on all of that, because it just ain't true. Society changes, businesses have moved on, behaviors and um, visuals and marketing, it's all evolved. And to make my point, if times hadn't evolved and changed, we would still be wearing bowler hats to work. I would have a monocle rather than contact lenses or glasses. And when I walk down the street, I'd probably have an umbrella that I was twisting while I whistled some Mary Poppins tune. Yet you get the point, I'm getting carried away. Times change, things move on. So why, oh why, do brands use boring stock photography? You would be far better, uh, and you would attract more people if you did something completely bonkers and random, like, Publishing an animation of a pizza being torn apart with mozzarella stretching and topping all stretching out as it stretches across the screen and a headline appears saying why the journey to cloud is like pizza. Now you may say that's insane and to be fair, there was a lot of people um, in Fujitsu when the idea was floated by a brilliant, brilliant stakeholder, Ben Chapman, who used to run the, the public service IT. It was his brainchild. Uh, and when we were talking the asset, there was a lot of people that were like, mm, I just don't get it. But here's the thing. We did it 
And it blew up in a really good way. We delivered that exact asset, that exact messaging, and we evolved it. I'll come on to that in a second. And the engagement went off the chart. And it worked because it stood out in feed. Now, granted, there was the confusion, but people paused their thumbs. It teased at discovery. Site side, we had all the array of content that you're used to working with. So white papers, reports, webinars, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so we had content-rich sites, and then we created a series of narratives that created many, many entry points, evolving the commentary across a number of assets. So if you've hooked my attention on the journey to cloud, and I have got a cloud challenge, when I'm looking at the different assets and stories, they kind of build and evolve. It's not the single asset with a person pointing at a cloud or pressing their their iPhone, there was something that, that, that teased me and nudged and nurtured me through to the conclusion. And it all started with understanding just a few things. And this is where you'll start to stack up on the pizza rationale. We were asking ourselves, how does this product or service solve sleepless nights, the sleepless nights that technologists have with their, their problem? How does this help customers? What are their pain points? Now, the confusing journey to cloud being one of those pain points. And then think about how the array of apps within a business, as the business grows and stretches, the apps all have to flex and integrate around the cloud, or the toppings have to flex and stretch as you tear it apart, as you grow it, it all has to expand. Can you start to see where we're going with the topping? Here's the really smart bit. We used stunning standout animation and created this mock 3D asset that literally stretched beyond the frame of Twitter with the mozzarella. Okay, enough with the pizza. I, I'm starting to really want pizza. You get the point. We created standout content that helped Fujitsu stand out in a very noisy crowd. And we did it with boring cloud computing. Now, here's the thing. Technology, cloud heck, even accountancy, it isn't boring if you seek the right information. You can break the social boring, one of IF's key philosophies, with B2B. We do it every day. Now, if anyone wants to go and see some other examples of nice thought leadership content that attracts great engagement, go and take a look at the Fujitsu Defense Twitter or LinkedIn feed. Um, the defense and security customers, partners, and prospects love their content. On LinkedIn, there are examples of 25% engagement on some of the assets. It is truly staggering stuff. So some of those myths about content doesn't play organically and it doesn't connect us to audience, we can bust all of those myths, go and take a look. You can stand out from the crowd and you can deliver great storytelling. Now, I promised a B2C example. Uh, Let's take something super busy like FMCG, fast-moving consumer goods. The abundance of products and the emergence of own label products by Tesco and Sainsbury's et al. It's all further intensified the battle to stand out in feed and on shelf, hasn't it? Anyone working across FMCG understands the importance of shifting units in-store or online or face the prospect of reduced facial and SKUs in the multi-site grocers. It's vastly competitive and arguably more so than technology. And social is the same. The same challenges exist within FMCG, but rather than stock photography, their problem is pack imagery. There's an overutilization of it. Now, I've never particularly liked photographing boring offices and those poses. I'm definitely not going to be one to take a, a picture of a packet or a box and share it on social and engage with it. And before anyone says it, yes, I know Apple do that, and they have those big reveals, but that's more about the product inside than the packaging. 
Nobody has ever done a filming reveal of a 24 pack of Coca-Cola. It just doesn't happen unless it's for a mock story and of potential viral reasons. The principles of not producing boring content and standing out feed are essential though. Memory recall around the product is vitally important with FMCG. We need to send shoppers into, into store um, thinking about the propositions to get a purchase. Shop emissions, bear with me for just a few more moments. Shop emissions pre-COVID um, range from on-the-go shoppers, somebody going in and getting a sandwich and a drink solution to um, a top-up or distressed shopper. There are people who are missing an item within a food and group. A meal occasion shopper, where they're going to buy an entire meal solution or the weekly. Now, when those people go into store, if we have an access on this side would be time and on this side would be basket size. And if you're an on-the-go shopper, you're in for a very short period of time and you possibly don't have a, a basket. If you're a weekly, you're in for a long time and you've got a trolley, right? Now, those array of dwell time versus basket capacity, they have various barriers with them. So if I've gone in to get a single meal solution, I've got a basket, I'm buying a few things. If I'm now a drinks brand at the end aisle multi-pack, the likelihood of that going into basket is very limited because the behavior of how we navigate the store, starting at fresh produce on the left and, and migrating across, by the time we get to sort of aisle three or four, the basket's heavy, it's full of food, we're certainly not gonna go and put a multi-size pack of drink on top. This is the reason why a lot of those drinks brands try and leave the aisle and go into temporary FS, um, FSDUs um, or manager specials near the front of the store, we see them when we put them in. The point being here, we have to send shoppers into store wanting your product. And then, if we do that, that helps with the wayfinding to find the area of store that the product is sat in. Then once there, all of your on-pack presentation, your messaging, anything you do in store with shelf wobblers, islands, that's when all of that comes into play, heck, even the, the shelf position. Collectively, those elements become the trigger to purchase of taking the product and putting it into uh, the basket. If we don't get into the minds of shoppers and, and give them a reason to discover food items, they're not gonna go and buy it. Now, I wanna give you an example of this. Go and check out Mission Wraps on Facebook um, and Twitter, and then tell me that that content doesn't stand out. It's impactful, and I'm betting it will make you want a taco meal. Now, in hindsight, this hasn't been the healthiest of serious social life. We've gone from pizza to taco, but go and take a look. It will inspire the, the taco meal occasion. It's really quirky content. And we've also been using a lovely event resource, Cinco de Mayo, which is a, a Mexican um, historical uh, occasion. And of course, uh, Mission have a wonderful heritage in that part of the world. Now, here's the thing. Not only does that content create more buzz and results, but it's more fun for your teams to work on. You will all enjoy your roles more. So please, please, please stop using boring photography. Go and have some fun. Be bold enough to do things differently and go and do things that industry hasn't done before. Your boardroom. If you're after more know-how to break the social boring, subscribe now and check out the show notes for links to our website and social profiles.